People are interesting, complex, yet simple creatures. And so in describing people, we peel back a person's mask, overlook the judgments that they may have against them, and get a glimpse into why they are the way they are. Some might call it a character sketch, but here it's just describing a person. This is a work of fiction. Or is it? In the recesses of our words and actions, we say things that are rarely heard and sometimes seen. Most times we don't even hear them, though we're the ones saying them. It's the hidden, unspoken language that was birthed before we invented languages, when we grunted and pointed waved our arms, and did not listen to podcasts. It's a language we're birthed with. The language of the inner. Which may sound strange, yeah, because I just made that name up. But I really couldn't find a better name, to be honest. You see, it comes from the place of our inner thoughts, inner feelings, emotions, your inner beliefs, your inner heart. You get it, right? Jonas Edelman wouldn't, so don't feel bad. He'd probably stare at me while I tried to explain it and then laugh. He worked at a drive-through coffee place with pumping music and hyped humans, doling out drinks and wishing everyone a rad or sick day. Twenty years old, living with his two best friends from high school. He had gone to the local college for like a semester or two before dropping out. His dad stopped talking to him after that, and his mom would visit him at his work for coffee and tip him like 20 to 40 bucks. She'd come over to his place to check in, snatch his laundry, and return with them clean, folded, even the socks. There would be these moments when Jonas would look at his mother and see something in the way her eyes scanned his face, the way her mouth twitched, the way her eyebrows lifted, like like she was saying she missed him. The him when he was in school, when he was with Laura, saying she remembered the night he got the call about the crash, the night he lost Laura, and in the end, himself. Life has this way of carrying on, even when we're not ready for it to. Second by minute, it continues. Jonas discovered this the morning after the crash, 
When he woke up to the sun pushing through the curtains of his dorm room, his head with a splitting pain in it and his roommate rushing to get ready for classes. Laura hadn't texted him because she couldn't. She never would again. He'd never see her face, hear her laugh, watch her roll her eyes, swear while driving. Driving. He didn't show up to classes. His parents let him live with them for a while until his father said it was time to move on and move forward. But Jonas found he couldn't, so he didn't. He just moved out. Looking at him through the window of the drive-thru, you wouldn't guess most mornings he pulled himself out of sleep with dried tears in his hair and on his pillow. Instead, you'd see a smiling guy, eyes sparkling, jiving to the music, most times his head thrown back laughing, his curly blonde hair always crowning a snapback hat over his suntanned, freckled face. He was tall, had good posture, and a spring when he walked. But there would be these moments, if you caught the angle just right, when someone would ask him how he's doing, that this look would flash across his face before he'd respond with how amazing everything is, that maybe you'd see for a second the tears, not yet dried, bottled up for night. They say time heals, and maybe it does. I mean, it's healed some pretty messed up times for me. But the thing about time healing is it still leaves its mark. It doesn't erase it. It changes you. And no matter how much you try to have it change you for the better, there's always this twang, this residue of pain that stays in that inner place. No matter how much healing time passes, it has shaped and rearranged you. And in those guarded moments, the language of the inner speaks, looking for a listening ear, a listening heart. But here we are in an age of overabundance of sharing, communication, translations, and content, that this idea may seem absurd. Jonas would think so, to be honest. But perhaps it may seem that way because it's hard to hear, to see, to translate, and it's even harder to speak from that place. And so we don't until those unguarded moments, those flashes, when we speak the language of the inner. Describing People is written and produced by me, Sarah Kaliski. Happy New Year, people, and thanks for hanging with me over the holiday break. I am hoping to get back on schedule with episodes, but still, have patience with me, okay? I'm trying, I promise. The music on this episode is by Philip Vival. Check the episode description for more on the song and 
Philip. The song in the intro is Metro's Breathing by Kosati. His links and such are in the description as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, tell people about the show, share it, binge it. I'm cool with whatever. You can also stock the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram under the username Describing PPL. I'm Sarah, and thank you for listening to Describing People. Until next time, stay kind, wise, and beautiful. Cheers.